Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Morning, it's Steve Schultz, uh, founder of the Elijah List and Elijah Streams. Welcome to the broadcast. It is Thursday, May 25. My eyes are tricking me today. May 25, 2023. It's 11.01 a.m. Pacific Northwest Coast of the great state of Oregon, and welcome to the broadcast. Uh, we're going to bring on Nathan French in here in just a few minutes. A couple of uh, uh, things we're going to run an American Warrior spot for you to because that's premiering today. So let me just read that for you, and we'll run that. Uh, this is um, uh, part two of what we showed you last week. So it says in part one, we met Ben Holmes, who started out wanting to be a youth pastor, but later found himself with a hard heart and ready for war didn't help his heart when he found himself fighting children being used to try and kill him. He was surrounded by hate. This is part two of Ben's journey to healing. And there's a quick warning that this is a little more graphic. I, not, that any, not that we see anyone get hit, but they're saying that there's a sniper uh, firing. So just so you know that, so that there's someone young there. Um, and the, the note says just someone shooting at figures in the distance, but we don't see someone hit or anything like that. So without further delay, let's play that one. My sniper team was attached to Fox Platoon. You're sitting here watching what's taking place. You see what's in, in the kids' hands, and, and you know, you're trying to warn people. What do you do? Morning shots. We got it. Nine times out of ten, you're, you have to be re- reactive, not proactive. You, you literally have to wait to be fired upon before you can fire back or make the scenario safe it, you talk about upbringing and what you're taught from your parents and what you receive from your parents and there was a seven eight year old kid that threw an rkg and severed my buddy's torso in half i mean this is what we were dealing with all the time kids that are taught to hate people that are hating uh because they're bred to hate us and um just an emotional nightmare so in these episodes, we, we try to convey what uh, real uh, soldier, soldiers endured and have endured and are enduring when they fight for us on uh, hopefully the righteous side. You know, we always hope and pray that we're doing the righteous thing um, and that they did over there. But uh, that was part two of his progress of healing of his heart. So important to watch that if you're if you're given to to appreciate the military like I do. Uh, it's important to see that. Here's where you go at Rumble. At Rumble, you just type in American Warriors 22 on the Rumble channel or on YouTube, you type in also American Warriors 22. So, all right, well, it's time to do another uh, feature of This Happened. So here we go with that. So when I was in uh, Israel with Robin, we were at the last evening there, we were visiting about this and he was telling me about this clip and we thought we had the right clip the other day when Robin was on, we showed it but it didn't, it was missing one of the pieces. So we're going to show that right now. Some of you watched this in uh, the other day and you might've thought, well, something's missing there, but here's, here's what it is. Robin had prophesied in the same setting, uh, both uh, Netanyahu is time to come back into office. And then we show him uh, on the news that he had, uh, he came back into office, but then it goes, uh, but on this one, you will see Robin prophesy and declare and decree and state both Netanyahu's coming back and Trump is coming back. Although he doesn't say Trump, he says the president. 
Um, uh, and so with that, just so in case you missed that, uh, here we go with that clip. So it's time. It's time. I call Netanyahu. I send a prophetic word. Go back in office. As the president, I love the president. Nobody respects him more. And I'm telling you, stand up and start walking toward your chair. The Lord is with you. Netanyahu, the Lord is with you. Yes. We're following breaking news in the Middle East as well. Benjamin Netanyahu will become Prime Minister of Israel once again. The reason we wanted you to see that is because in the same setting, he prophesied uh, Netanyahu to return, to return, and he did. And he told he dec- decreed into the atmosphere that it was time for President Trump to walk back to, into the office. Now, um, what does that mean interpretively? It meant that he's beginning the process, and I believe there's two processes. One is that he's running in 2024. My personal belief is that he'll probably come back before that, but uh, none of the prophets are prophesying that, to be very, very clear. I personally believe, if you listen to Derek Johnson and you talk about all the executive orders President Trump put into place before he left office and the continuity of government he put into place, I believe he is, uh, this is my belief, He's currently commander-in-chief of the military. Uh, we're not trying to prove that on the show. I'm just telling you, Steve Schultz, this is this is what Steve Schultz believes, and this is what Derek Johnson is saying. And we had him on there. So if any of you want to know what was that again, go back and watch Derek Johnson from a couple days ago, and you'll hear all that. So, All right, time to bring in Nathan French. So here we go. Nathan French, how are you doing, my friend? Hi, doing great, Steve. Doing good. Are you actually home today, or are you on the road somewhere I'm else? At, I'm at the lodge. This is our secret family uh, log home um, overlooking uh, the water, and I come here to get rest um, because we've been running with these Awaken the Planet tent revivals. So I needed to rest up. Of course, I'm preaching tonight out there back at the revival tent at our ocean property where we bought the building. Most people heard the story. Awesome. awesome. Hey, yeah. I got to share this. I wasn't planning on sharing this, but you said a log home and all that. So that's like some of my favorite uh, theme motif. My my grandparents had a cabin that was it wasn't log, but it was the it was the the knotty pine that's that's varnished. It's got a golden. T- it's kind of like the shade of behind you, uh, and I love that. And and uh, so I was praying this morning and really seeking the Lord. And I've never seen this before. And I saw the Father sitting in His own house. Now, can I prove it by the Scripture that the Father? Uh, it does say in my father's house. So he has a house. I saw his living room. Uh, you can say, well, Steve, that's, that can't be proven. No, probably not. But I saw it. And it, had, it was like this huge fire, stone fireplace with it's like somewhere between a log and a mountain cabin. Yeah, it's kind of like all you. that. Yeah, I'm going like, to show you. Oh, look this at that. what it looks like. There's the naughty pine right there's, there. There's libraries. There's, there's books on both sides. Oh wow! So you can see that this is kind of like a library here, and then over here um, is same thing. It's got books, bookshelves on both sides with like lots of volumes and lots of history. Oh, and then so there's cool. this. So it's kind of like a museum. Oh, see, the, the, see the shoots here and more books and library um, yes, continues. And then you see the down there. This is where we do family gatherings. You do, and you and see the water. That. 
Oh, and you've got that big, huge chimney thing that I that, that, yeah, that's the big, that's the big fireplace. Like I don't usually show people this, but I'll I'll just show you what it looks like. And then you see the stairs are all that pine that you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, it's and like a the, combination of both, isn't it? It's like the yeah. logs, it's the pine. Oh, I love Things that. These rooms, these are log rooms. These look at the logs in these guest rooms. Oh my! See, and yeah. look at this old. This is an old pump organ with the pedals. Oh my goodness! That's a, talk about an yeah. antique, so man. That's that, yeah, that's what that looks like. And then you know, over here, this is where where we have family gatherings and meals in here. What this a is really... another another log room. I was going to say quaint, but that's not the right word because quaint can be small, but it's certainly, well, wow, majestic, so majestic what the, log. What the kitchen looks like. And then there's, there, this is the man cave. So that's like a, that's like the family estate, so to speak. Like that's, you're all, yeah, you're all yeah, share this that. Yeah, our family get, gathering place. Uh, it's called uh, the Livingstone Lodge. It's not an advertised place. So we have international speakers that come here and, and uh, they'll minister and, and uh, then they'll come here for rest. Really nice. So it's kind of like that. a secret getaway for people who are in ministry. And of course, I love to come here when I'm not when I'm not chasing the Lord and going after God and doing. How, I come here and rest, and my wife and girls come. And so, so good. Well, yeah, and you know, for, and, and Nathan, I, you know, when I was I was seeing that, I'm going, you know, Lord or His Father, you know, it's like. <laughs> I, this is like a cabin, or it's a. It was huge, like what, kind of like what you showed at the big old fireplace. And I honestly, felt like the Lord said, "This is His preferred. This is His home." It was like this. Now, I'm not going to say I can prove it. I'm just going to say that's what I saw and that's what I heard. Maybe He changes it depending on who's who's coming to visit Him. But you know, it does say, "In my Father's house are many, many mansions. mansions." Yeah, and some people say it's many rooms. I think it's mansions because. People have been there to see people's mansions. But anyway, that was a really neat thing because that's like what I love. So maybe he was just showing me what I love, you know. Yeah, if you ever want to visit, you just let me know. And then we'll set you up here in one of these side suites and you have a nice place for you and your wife. Wow. Very nice, Nathan. I have seen parts of that, but I haven't seen all of that. So I love that, love that, love that. So well, There's a lot more to see. There's a separate house out here. It's like a guest house and and uh, and there's walks in the woods and you can go down to the beach. It's really a beautiful place so, so great you're and you're in northern washington up there somewhere yeah great yeah, yeah we're overlooking we're looking over at bainbridge island so good so good well you know let's jump in here um we've got quite a few things on the list to see what we can get through today but um i'm just going to throw it to you but i want to hear what you're saying the first thing on my list is a vision of trump on fire so you got me really curious well what i was seeing was um people that are coming to to president Trump and they were actually breathing from the Lord's spirit, like yeah. life on him. And it, it, the reason that I think that he's so excited about people who are full of God is because he's actually said, these are the people of power. So there's something about Mr. T he recognizes, we could say, Mr. Trump, we recognize that president Trump actually um, has learned to differentiate the, the difference between religious people who bring eloquent speech and those who are actually demonstrators of the power where the Bible says that, um, you know, it says that, that um, the demonstration leads to the transformation, not information. So it's like um, when the Lord baptized by water, by fire and by the Holy spirit, 
um, we know the Bible says our God is a consuming fire. And so it's the fire of God that really is only going to come and land on a sacrifice. So that's why the, the Lord said, present your body as a living mm. sacrifice, holy and acceptable and pleasing unto him. Because the flame is actually attracted to the amount of surrender. That's oh, wow. why you see people who are full of the spirit of God because they're surrendered to the spirit of God so that then the fire of God can land on them. Uh, Dad, don't mess with the lighting because... Oh, my dad's here. You know what? My dad was healed of uh, stage four throat cancer, bladder cancer, and kidney cancer. Are you serious? That's like, and I, wanted to, I, I, I don't even think that's possible in the natural. Do, my goodness. Do you want to meet him? Yeah, yeah, Can totally. I have him come on yeah, real quick. Sure, come over sure here I've just for a minute. Just tell the people what God did for you. <laughs> uh, 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 oh, hey, Steve, he's, yeah, just sit for a minute, will you? Right just for a minute and just share what God did for you because uh, you know what I love about my dad? He's been... Uh, He's been a man um, who's just loves Jesus and just look, he, he's got your same haircut, Steve. Totally. I think we go to the same barber. You go to the same barber. Yeah. You know, and they're, 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 it's not like you look like my father-in-law, but there's, there's similar similarities in, in, um, in presence and, uh, and in front, you know, you've got a smile on your face all the time. And he was always tell, quipping and telling little jokes and just being funny and, He'd say, "I gotta go to I gotta go to bed, so you can leave." <laughs> say to his guests, and he'd always say something right crazy, and he'd thank people. He'd eat at someone's house, and he says, "This is the worst food I've ever had in my life." <laughs> and you know, it's just the opposite. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, so, Dad, I was at my I was at my house, and I heard the Lord say, "Go see your dad today, and uh, bring your oil. I want you to pray for him, and I will heal him." And so I was like, well, I know my dad, he was dying. He, he had, he wasn't able to eat solid foods. Uh, he had, his throat had, had he had uh, having trouble swallowing. He couldn't swallow. He was, he was drinking food through a straw. Anyway, wow. the Lord says, go pray for your dad and, um, and, and bring your oil. So I bring, bring my oil. I come walking in the lodge here and I said, mom, dad, um, God sent me here. I said, dad, where are you? He says, I'm in the kitchen. So I walk into the kitchen and I said, the Lord told me, Dad, that, that he's going to heal you. And he sent me here just to pray for you. And he brought. He told me to bring my oil, which I've prayed for many people. Thousands and thousands of people have been healed without oil. <laughs> but for when, when God tells you to bring your oil, right? Yeah. But I needed that little confirmation because sometimes praying for the loved ones is a little more challenging right. than praying for people you don't challenging. know. Yeah. So then I just said, okay. Um, I said, the Lord told me he's going to heal you, Dad. I said, what would you like healed first? And what would you say? I don't remember what I said. <laughs> you know, take your pick, I guess. Yeah, so, so I said, well, how about, I said, how about your bladder? You know, yeah. I reached up like this, Steve. And I said, I receive a new bladder from heaven where I'm seated, where I know there's spare parts. And I receive a new bladder for, for Dad. And I release it by faith in Jesus' name. And I, wow. I put my hand there and smacked him. And, uh, and he said, oh, like this, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then, then I smacked you back. <laughs> and then, then God healed it. God healed his so daughter. I, I think the interesting thing is, is the testimony of the urologist that uh, took me in to uh, examine my bladder and to remove two cancers that she saw in there. And uh, she put a tube up my urethra so that she could see the interior of my bladder. Yeah. And whereas it had been, uh, uh, kind of like the craters of the moon in terms of appearance. Yeah. Uh, she looked again, and then she had to change the cameras to get a little larger one and put it in there. And she said, I can't understand that. Is this Jean French on the table? And uh, they said, yes, it is. 
she says, well, I can't find any cancer. And uh, wow. now this is while I'm under the anesthetic. When I come out of the anesthetic, she tells me, and then she also telephones my wife, who was in the car because, you know, the COVID thing wouldn't allow her to be in the operating room or uh, uh, be there to watch the whole yeah. thing. And uh, as a result, uh, the the whole thing was just uh, a, a very a, a great surprise to the urologist Gee. who confirmed the fact that what had happened in my bladder was supernatural. My it wasn't goodness. just something that, uh, you know, we were hoping would be repaired. Yeah. But it actually was. And, um, and then also I went to my, uh, uh, to, to my other physician who was expanding my, uh, esophagus so that I could swallow. They had to go in there and kind of like blow it up with this yeah, balloon thing a, and expand it inside there. Yeah. And, and anyway, I said to him that very day, I said, you know, I haven't been experiencing the symptoms that I have been experiencing up to this point. So he said, well, maybe we shouldn't even do the procedure. He says, what would you prefer? And I said, well, I think I'd like to have you confirm what I already suspect to be the case. And that is, that my throat has been healed. Gee. And so he went in and, uh, you know, I'm under anesthetic. I get into the recovery room. He comes out and he says, well, he says, uh, I guess I won't have to see you for three years. Gee. Just to check on him in three years. But how often was he having you come in? Well, I had had three procedures up until then. Yeah. And then this one was uh, finally a, conf a confirmation that God had done something supernatural again in my throat. And so I can only just raise my, Praise my God. hands and my heart in, in the presence of the Lord. My goodness, yes. And what about the kidneys when you're able to tell it? Yeah, well. By the way, if you're listening to this right now, it's the testimony of Jesus. It's as the spirit of prophecy. What he did for one is this is what he does and what he'll do again My for goodness, another. Yeah. He's no inspector. Wow. So while you're watching, many of you are going to get healed. And you can yeah. even speak like by his stripes, I'm healed. I forgive myself. I forgive those who hurt me. And then just receive your miracle because there's power in our testimony for we overcome by the blood of the lamb. That's the finished work of the cross and the word, and the of, word of our testimony. Now, uh, with regard to my kidneys, you know, they, they were they were thickening on one side. And that's what caused my urologist to be concerned to when she went in to take care of the bladder cancer, which she did not find. She also checked out the kidneys, and she said they are perfectly Gee. normal. What did she say? Was she surprised? She was. Uh, she 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 could hardly uh, stay stay off the floor. In other words, and she she just couldn't believe what had happened. Gee. Now, let me say this. I I say this often. Is it because I was special? The answer to that question is yes. I am special because I'm one of his children. Holy wow. I have three boys. Every single one of them is special to me. Praise and God. And I'm special to God just like we all are because we're his children. And so we enjoy that relationship, which gives him the ability to heal us when we need it. Amen. So Amen. And by the way, uh, the doctor, Steve, uh, told him that they hadn't seen um, this before. In fact, uh, they 
when they said, do we have the right patient? Because it didn't make sense to them. Do we have the right patient? How could this be the same guy who had bladder cancer, uh, you know, stage four, he had, he had well, throat I mean, cancer, he had kidney cancer, all this cancer. He was supposed to die, but God stepped in. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. And healed everything. And, and, and can I just say this? It sounds like she was, you know, she, if, if it had been healed through um, drugs or, or, or say, good uh, supplements, they would have seen at least some scar tissue and all of that. Right. I'm, I'm sensing right. that they weren't seeing even scar tissue. Am I... Is that about no, right? The craters were not yeah. on the new bladders she, that God gave them. There was no craters, no stress craters. Yeah. So they, they're like, this is like the bladder of a young boy. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. He said, you've got a new bladder, a new, a bladder. new wow. bladder. So the doctors confirmed. And then the result of them confirming the miraculous that took place, they know they didn't do it. And so the, the result, it was so fantastic. They said, Eugene, can, can you pray for us? It, the goodness actually led them yeah. all to repentance, and he well, led them you know, all in the prayer. I, I hope it's not too I, soon, uh, but can yeah, you I've guys... never had a doctor... About a minute, yeah. I've never had a doctor say, would you pray for me? But in this case, two doctors asked me to pray oh, for them. Well, that's what I want to ask you right now. People are completely un- alive with faith right now, and who? both of you, one of you, both of you pray for the... For the people, because the faith is soaring right okay. now, mine included. So, Father, so. we just thank you. We agree, Dad and I, yeah. Father and Son, we agree in faith that by your stripes that we are healed. Yes. And yeah. I rebuke every yes. sickness, every disease. We yes. break the power of every curse, yes. every hex, spec, uh, vex, spell, witchcraft, curses. We break the power of darkness and we release your light to go in and seal and heal every single cell in every body, every joint, every tendon, every muscle, all tissue. Be restored. The curse is broken. Amen. And we release the healing of the Lord for necks and backs and uh, my Migraines are canceled. All organs that need to be healed, uh, be healed right now in Jesus' name. The Spirit of the Lord goes forth, and His Word does not return void. And the thing I hold on to is, Jesus, you said, by your stripes, we are healed. That's past tense paid for. And so the way we access it is we receive it, and we agree with you. When you agree on a thing, it's established, first in the realm of the Spirit, then manifests in the natural. And so we just release your healing power, the dunamis power of heaven, to heal every sickness, every disease, every infirmity. And even those who have been hurt by the damage of hope deferred, let their hearts be made whole in Jesus' name. Lord, we forgive all those who hurt us. We forgive you, even though you didn't sin. And some people say, well, why would you forgive God if he hasn't sinned? It's because it releases you from judging God. The damage of, of, of judging, judge not lest you be judged, is a bitter root can form against God and distance us from the one who loves us. God's not sinned, but forgiving God releases you from bitter roots that maybe you've held something against God because he didn't do or he did do something you didn't like or prefer. So, Lord, we bless your people right now, God. Destroy every work of the devil and restore them into new hope for this new season of awakening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank Amen. you for sharing. Do you have another question before he goes? Well, well I just, you know, I, I'm, I'm almost speechless because, First of all, I love your personality. I'm so used to that with my father-in-law. You're, you're that, but you didn't. I love what you said. 
you were, did he heal you because you're special? Yes, he did. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So how did you raise, how did you pass all that down to, to Nathan? Are all your sons this way? That's the, that's the answer. There it is. So Lord Jesus <laughs> who's blessed this boy with gifts that he's been using to honor him. That's it. That's the answer. Amen. I made mistakes as a, as a dad. I, I, I don't want to tell you about my mistakes, but I can tell you this much. The Lord has forgiven me. The Lord has used me in, in wonderful ways because he is honored uh, and has been honored in what he's done with this boy right here. I remember the day when I appeared before his hospital bed in Florida and said, Nathan, do, do you know what day it is? And he says, no, Dad, what day is it? Yeah. And I said, it's your birthday. And Satan wanted to take you out, but I've come to take you home. Man. And then, the, and then the, 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 the release began to take place in his life. You were dying, Nathan. Weren't you dying at that yeah, point? I was had... almost dead. He yep. was full of CO. I was full of carbon monoxide poisoning after yeah. trying to kill myself with yeah. the exhaust pipe of my surfer van. I, I've, I didn't see power in the yeah. churches, and I didn't know how to hear God's voice. And so I didn't want to be a religious you know, person. I didn't want to be a judgy person. I didn't want to uh, try to hit people over the head with the Bible. I knew a lot of Scripture, but I wasn't yielded yeah. to God, and I didn't know how to hear the word Jesus uh, speaking to me as a friend. And so because I fell away from God because I thought, well, I tried God in the church, but it wasn't for me. And what I didn't like was I didn't like religion. I didn't like hypocrisy. I didn't like spiritual pride. Mm -hmm. I didn't like control. I didn't like any of that. But what, what I felt like is I felt like, well, I, I know God, but I didn't really know how to hear his voice. So I missed what it meant to have a relationship, even though people say it's not religion. It's a relationship. For years, I heard that so much I was desensitized to it. Okay, so wow. I decided I'm going to live for myself and in my sin. In, I, I filled my life with every kind of sin. And it was almost like, uh, you know, I was so empty and miserable. And I thought, man, I tried the church, no power. And then I tried the world and it's all empty. It's all meaningless. It's all pointless. Like, what's the point getting up every day and just going through the most trying to do what I can. And I thought, I'm going to, I'm just going to be done. I wanted to opt out. So I just wrote a suicide note and apologized for pain it would cause. And and I mean, I, I went down a road and I hooked myself up to the exhaust. I put a garbage bag over my head and uh, man, uh, I breathed carbon monoxide. I passed out cold. My fingers were melted on my left hand of the bone and my Jeez. neck was, they had to skin graft my, rebuild my fingers from really? skin from my leg. And I went through a lot and, and they said, you'll never function in society. They said that I wouldn't be able to be left unsupervised because I'd forget maybe that I was cooking and I could burn the place down. So they, they gave me all these labels Very and all these names and they tried to prescribe all this medication. And my dad said, no, no, we're going to trust God. And because of my dad's faithfulness and the way he was, you know, looking at this through wow. faith, God began to um, 
heal my mind when some men and women in a church in Florida laid hands on me and prayed in the name of Jesus. And God began to heal my mind and rebuild it with the truth in his word. And I got a fire. I got a hunger. And I started to pursue the scripture. And I got to know God. And there was a day and an hour when I started to hear his voice. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I can hear God. This is amazing. Of course, that's why I write books. I want to teach everybody you can hear God for yourself. You can test the spirit and see if it be of God. But you can know the living God that is a friend that sits closer than a brother. Amen. Amen. So Thank you, good. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. God bless you. God bless you. Thanks for stopping he has, by. And he is all the time. <laughs> oh, I love it. Thank I you, love Darren. it. Bless that you. was amazing. God. That was amazing, Nathan. And I, I thought you know, God love... wanted to let him share just oh, his absolutely. personal story. People are going to love your dad. They already do. I can tell that. So, Amen. goodness, what a father. And, you know, what a hero in your life that he did that, that he showed yeah. up for you. I can't even I imagine. Well, I can't imagine multiple things. I can't imagine having committed suicide or thought I was dying, thought I had succeeded. Uh, and just you were going to just you were just going to go out and and be gone. And then and. Next thing you know, I don't know how long after you came to, was your dad there? Was he right? Is well, that- he, he actually came. I was in a place where you go, you know, people try to harm themselves, painting pictures by number. And when my dad walked in there, like, I didn't know why I was there, how I got there. My mind was, you know, not good. I couldn't remember anything. It was like amnesia. And uh, my dad walks in. Well, I remembered him. And I'm like, all of a sudden, a familiar face. I began to cry as I just looked up into the eyes of my my earthly dad was like an extension of my heavenly father's hand reaching in at my darkest moment saying, there's hope. I've, I've come to take you home. You know, you tried it your way, God said. And he said, how about living for me? And my goodness, I never stopped living for God. I started going after God. I started getting filled and getting the flame and and just going after. Just like, man, I know he saved me. Like, there's no doubt no, no, about it. I mean, everybody me. can tell. They've always known you. When Every time you come on the show, you're on fire. It's real. It's not contrived. <laughs> Everyone can tell that. But we forget the story. I forgot mm-hmm. the story because you told that on the air. And then I kind of yeah. proceeded to forget it. Now, And then I wondered, where did you get this fire? Well, now we know, don't we? What a story. <laughs> Man, Nathan. Oh man, that that the, we could we could close now and do nothing else. We'll probably ask you a couple <laughs> other things, but that was worth the entire hour. And so I don't Amen. even know. Well, let's. I guess you did want to share. Um, you God gave you a vision uh, about Biden. And uh, go ahead and tell that if you're up for that. Okay. So. so I just saw. I saw Biden. He was hiding in a cave. It was a dark cave, and he was inside this cave, deep inside. And I thought, what is he doing inside that cave? And I saw these strings. These strings were connected to uh, Biden while he was inside the dark cave, and people were pulling at these strings. And I saw him going like this, you know, with, as they pulled on the oh, strings, wow. he would he would move based on what those people were pulling on the strings. I even saw some of the faces of the people who were yanking on the strings. Really? And it's interesting. I don't know that I'm supposed to say who I saw yanking sure. on the strings yeah. uh, for, for safety reasons, sure. but I can tell you um, I did see the faces of the people who are uh, pulling on the strings. And it was an interesting thing. And I heard the Lord say this very loud and I saw him waving and he said, bye, bye, Dan. Oh, bye, bye, Den. And he was saying bye, bye to the den, the place of hiding, yeah. but also bye, Biden. He's going to be removed. Now we've known this for a while, but the time for his removal has come. So it's like now, like everybody knows 
most people know that hear God, especially those who hear God, that we do have a president um, that is the rightful president. And then we do have an imposter who, uh, you know, the Bible says that cheaters don't prosper. It's also, if you win uh, a, a, an election, if you win an election by cheating, then you don't have an anointing to carry the office. And the, 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 the problem with um, a person being in office that was not called by God to sit in the seat or that cheated to get in. Um, the problem with that is that they don't have the anointing that, that is take it takes to break the yoke. And so we need the Holy Spirit and the anointing in order for the yoke to be broken. And so because Trump, even though a lot of people don't like some of the things he says, that he does have a braggadocious way of speaking and all that. But we love Trump because we know Ch Trump was chosen to yes. sit in the seat. So yes. not only is he coming back, he never lost. Yeah. And so he's still functioning in, in certain parts of the military, even though there's been all this stuff bringing brought to the light. And there's there's not just one laptop. We're talking about there's a series of laptops that are going to come to the surface really? and okay. more evidence that's going to come to the surface by leaders who, uh, you know, were um, operating in deceit. And that deception is Steve is going to be laid bare on a grand scale. And then all the people who said, oh, these prophets are speaking wrong words and all this stuff. People who hear God, there's a common thread. And so I'm excited, you know, to see uh, how quickly God is going to do this. There's things, deep darkness covers the earth. Remember that scripture? Um, yeah. and, and deep darkness to people, but it's the light of the rising. There's something about the light of Jesus shining on us, the salt and the light. And we're meant to be reflectors. And remember, he said, shine before men. So we stay close to God. We stay in Christ as, as um, you know, abiders. And then we're shining now. His light's reflecting off of our faces, drawing the lost, hurting, broken to Jesus. <laughs> That's Jesus. This is our new flyer. And the Lord told me. The Lord told me, he said, he's drawing people to himself, and it's because of his love. His love's like a tractor beam. But when the Lord said, bye-bye, Dan, I knew he was saying saying goodbye to Biden and the counterfeit administration. And, you know, what I'm and hearing he here, is, you know, um, when you first started saying that people were pulling on him and he would do what he had to do or he did what they were telling him, uh, I, for a moment in time, and it was just a moment, I started feeling almost compassion for this man. And then I left because God was not demonstrating compassion at this point, but um, judgment, if I could say it that way. Now, God can still have compassion on who he wants to have compassion on. But anyway, because he's going bye-bye. In other words, he's not in a compassionate moment anyway. Now, let me talk about Trump for a minute. Um, he said people, uh, they, don't, they get tired of his braggadocious one. And when you said that, that scripture popped in my head about the Messiah when he came. It says he will not judge by what he sees, what the ear sees and the eye see or the ear hears, but in righteousness. So Trump needs to be judged not by what the eye sees or the ear hears, uh, but in righteousness. Uh, that's the way we should be about everything and everybody. But I mean, that this is an example of stop worrying about his brash behavior. You need a brash person to 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 fight wickedness on the earth. Stop worried about his sarcasm. You need sarcasm to fight wickedness on the earth. You know, but Jesus, God just showed sarcasm when he said, bye, bye, Biden, you know. So that was irreverence. That was sarcasm. That was, I'm fed up. That's just like something Trump would say. Yeah. Uh, you know, not liking him to God, but I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? 
Well, I mean, for sure, uh, he was chosen to to sit in that seat. Yeah. So I would say, DeSantis, don't waste your money. Yeah. Um, trying to run. Um, you know, don't let the the weight of an office. If you're if you try to put yourself into a position, any person tries to put themselves into a position that God did not anoint and appoint for them to handle. It would cause there to be a, a yoke or a burden yeah. that, of, of responsibility that, that is not fashioned. In the old days, when the, the yoke is easy, the burden is light, the oxen would have, there's two cutouts. The one was for the larger male bull, and then the smaller one was a small, and it tapered down like this. The smaller weight was meant for the younger, less mature one. And so the Lord is meant to be the one to carry the bulk of the weight. We're meant to carry the the, the small part. And so he's saying his yoke is easy, the yoke, the weight, and his burden is light. That's and good. so where we find rest for our soul is where we put our head in the right side of that yoke. And if you put your if you put your neck in the wrong side of the yoke, not only if it's not fashioned for you, but it's way more weight than you can carry if it's not according to the will of God. And That's so people good. have to recognize the only reason that Jesus is reminding us of this yoke is easy and his burden is light is because we were meant to, for him to carry the, the heavy weight, do the heavy lifting for us so that we can so, so, so enjoy about yeah. the, the third thing on our list is the hope for America and the nation. Talk about hope for this nation. Okay, so we're doing these Awaken the Planet tent revivals. Right mm-hmm. now, uh, we have our giant tent set up in the property that God provided at the ocean. It's in the tsunami relief zone. Uh, so if there's ever a tsunami, um, the people are directed to go to high ground, which we bought the the, the Ocean City School. Um, and it was just all by faith. I think some of you heard the story. God said, leave tomorrow. You know, I want to show you a property. Yeah. I didn't know where I was going. I just left in the morning like God asked. My wife was like, where are you going? I'm, I'm going to look at a property. Why are you going down there? We don't want a property down there. I said, I know, but God told me to go. And so I'm just going to see what he wants. And just before I get there, God says, call your uncle. I said, hey, uncle, do you know about a property just came available? God sent me to the ocean. He's like, yeah. He goes, there's a uh, the school just came available yesterday. God told wow. me to tell you about it. And I haven't had a chance to call you yet. And he said, and now you're just coming. You're showing up. I go, yeah, can you take me over and show it to me? Well, I don't want to buy a school. I'm thinking uh, that sounds big and expensive, and how am I going to do that? So as soon as I walk on the land, I hear the Lord say, I want you to buy this property. And I'm thinking, how do I buy this property? I mean, we're, we have a lot of things that we have to pay for. I'm thinking, how are we going to do that? And the Lord says, those who don't have, come and buy. And I said, but Lord, how do I buy if I don't have? And he said, faith. Faith is how you buy wow. you and I said, okay, so you're saying you want me to buy this. So I told my wife, we, we need to buy this school. It's seven and a half acres, um, tsunami relief zone. You can walk to the beach. I see revival. I can't look at that field without seeing a big white tent in it. Is that right? Okay, so I couldn't look at the field without seeing a big white tent. I was more excited about a tent that doesn't exist in a field that I'm supposed to buy. And and I'm looking at the school. It needs work, but I'm not as excited about that because that's a lot of work. But but I'm looking and we want to restore it. But I'm looking at the field and I'm thinking it's about this. It's about the tent. It's about revival. It's about awakening. This community is depressed. It needs to be, you know, it needs Jesus. Right. And so anyway, um, so I put in an offer. I didn't know how I was going to back it. After I put in the offer, the Lord says, call so-and-so. We brought a partner in so we could uh, initially purchase it. Yeah. Now we have to buy out our, pro- our partner and we'll do that. But here's what happened, Steve. 
I said, Lord, when you're ready to put that tent up in the field, then just have somebody call me. I just need you to give me a tent. So somebody from Kalenda's ministry uh, calls and says, hey, we got this revival tent. It's like brand new and it's never been put up. Really? It's down the border of Washington and Oregon. And I felt God told me it's for you. So this late, I said, well, I'm believing God for one. Are you wanting to give it to me or you want to sell it? And he goes, no, I need to sell it because I have to buy another one because the price to ship it's about the same much to purchase it. Oh wow! So I said, well, I'll believe God if he wants me to have your tent. He'll just give me the money to buy it. And a lady showed up that same weekend at our church, the Rock Revival Center in Tacoma. And she says, Nathan, God told me to give you this. She gives me a check. It's the exact amount to buy the tent. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. Did you, so uh, let me ask tent. you, uh, before you go on, did you make, it's okay if you did, but did you make an announcement at church that you need money for a tent? No. I didn't, didn't tell everybody I needed money for a tent. I just said, God told me when we when we have a revival tent, that the revival begins at that point. So we're waiting for the rainy season to go away. I figured God's going to do it when the rain stops because people are going to want to come outside. So I figured it would be about this timing, but God didn't give me a word about the timing. He just said, you know, when you have the tent, then you yeah. can start awakening meetings at the tent revival. So I just said, okay, God. So literally tonight, Steve, I'm going to leave right after this broadcast and I'm going to ocean shores, ocean city, right off of highway one Oh nine. And the tent, the sign is up. It's out there. We, we, show we that took picture. down we the got, for sale sign. We have pictures. Let's, let's put those up while you're talking. Okay. Talk about That's this. the tent. That's our tent. God paid for the tent. God provided the land and people are coming from all over. They're, those people right there in that picture are, are people who showed up. I've never set up a big tent before. And I said, Lord, you need to send me helpers to put the tent up. These guys, I don't even know who they are. I haven't met any one of these people. And they came from a ministry over in like, I don't know, like Tumwater, or Olympia or somewhere. And they came and they said, hey, oh no, it was uh, Centralia. They show up and they're like, hey, God told us to help you with your tent. They set the tent up for us and they didn't want anything for that. And they just wanted to bless us. They Their whole crew set up the tent for us. And we've been having revival meetings ever since. Hundreds and hundreds of people coming from all over different churches. Uh, it's just so powerful what God's doing. And I'm I'm getting ready to preach tonight in the tent for repentance. We'll do an altar call, oh, salvation, maybe, healing, maybe long, deliverance. Just, just for people, how long has this tent been up and how long is it going to remain up? Okay, so we were there in that tent last Thursday and Friday night at 6 p.m. Okay. Then we did a Saturday morning prayer rally okay. and people are setting up little tents all over the field. So they're camping really? out with their families, bring your own cooler, bring your own chair. And people are even bringing RVs. And somebody just called this morning and said, Hey, we have an RV. Can we set up there? And I have people on the ground, boots on the ground over there receiving all these people. And they're literally tent camping and putting up RVs in the parking lot all around the tent area. And we're having revival and it is incredible. That's and so some of the scary. religious leaders are so angry because their people are excited about the tent. And so they're trying everything to keep them from coming. And it's creating quite a, a dynamic. One guy in his church down there, a, a community church down in Ocean Shores, and he started speaking against Nathan French. He goes, Nathan French. Uh, is chasing after signs, and that's a perverse generation. Nathan French, he spent 30 minutes talking about me in his service, 
just trying to keep people from coming to the tent because people are coming and they're being healed of every kind of thing. You could imagine, I mean, the spirit of God's pouring out and wow. people are getting healed and it's freaking out some of these people who are in fear and control. And so I have people that came to the tent and were healed by Jesus that were attending the church. And this man was speaking against me for 20, 30 minutes, uh, saying that I'm a big pile of dirt. And this man, this garbage is saying that miracles are happening. And I went there and I did. And, and when he prayed for me, I got worse. I say, stay away from the tent, he says. And people are just like upset about it because they've been healed. One lady, all her metal dissolved. She couldn't touch her toes. Jeez. And now she can. Uh, we're baptizing people. Some of these young people, they, they've been taught, you know, you have to go through six months of training before you can receive a baptism. And they're That's coming amazing. in and we put the baptism in the back of the truck and we're, we're baptizing the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And, and Steve, I mean, I've never been more excited about anything That's in really my life. Good. You know, and that guy, so, the guy that showed up was, a, I mean, that could have gone two ways. And God could have done either one. He could have said, you're, you're against this, Nathan. I'm going to heal you. Or he could have said, I'm not ready to heal you. <laughs> I mean, it almost looks like the latter. But you know what? Maybe he ought to keep coming and keep getting prayer and then see if he gets healed. You know, yeah, he'll, he's, he's signs been by then. he'll be leaving signs yeah. by then. So, you know. Yeah, the, the, big, the big event is right here. It says yeah, uh, July that. 1st. Yeah. So not the 4th of July, but the 1st of July is our big event. So these pre-rally tent revivals are to build up for the main event. And the theme this year is right here, nameless, faceless generation. So Awaken the Planet is not um, about building it on speaker personalities. The Lord was very clear with me. He said, Nathan, I want it to be about all about me, about my kingdom coming on earth as yeah. it is in heaven. And we have big name speakers that are coming just because God's telling them to show up, but they're not even in the lineup. We don't have like a, a, a speaker lineup schedule where we can promote the personalities. We're actually just promoting Jesus yeah. and it's causing people to come in from all over the world. And this, uh, this main event, there'll be thousands. Um, the seating's limited. So you can register if you want to register for Awaken the Planet. Uh, just go to awakenthe.planet.com is how you can register. Um, but July first, not the fourth of July, but one is the is the number for unity. Oh, that they, you and I, would be one as as the Father is one with the Son. So and good. so it's pretty and amazing. What talk God's about doing. It, and Julie's making this note, and I have it in front of me too. There's some story uh, about God telling you not to take an offering. When what was that for? When is that? Or when will that be? Or well, when, okay. So when we first set up down there, um, it was a Thursday night uh you know it was 6 p.m thursday night just like tonight we're gonna do it again tonight we have oh it's gonna be so powerful i mean i'm i'm i'm, I'm just asking the lord like how do you want to do this i'm you know he wants a lot of testimony because a lot of the churches aren't testifying anymore yeah. be overcome by the blood of the lamb the word of our testimony yeah, so we need testimony to build real biblical faith um also this one pastor that was coming hard against me was saying the gifts aren't for today uh you know trying to raise a suspicion around anyone teaching hearing the voice of god because mm. he can't control people who hear god and yeah. so because he's operating in witchcraft and control he's trying to keep his people in and he's speaking against me because i 
Um, I talk about miracles, signs and wonders. And he says this Nathan French is a friend of Bethel and he's a charismatic and and they're off base because of this reason and all these things. I wouldn't consider myself. I don't know. Charismatic just means charisma, I guess. Um, I do like Bethel. Like, but I mean, he said that I was Bill Johnson's close friend. He just lied and said a lot of lies about me and said, you know, that I'm down here to, you know, to try to steal sheep and to, and to get money. And so I didn't, I didn't know, like, I didn't know what, you know, what this was at first. I just said, Lord, what is this? He said, it's a religious spirit. And it's a, it's an anti-Christ spirit. Wow. So he's operating, uh, saying that they're a church after Jesus, but truly they're not following Jesus. They don't they don't talk about the Great Commission. Uh, you know, they're not do, they don't operate in miracles, signs, and wonders, or the gift of prophecy. So the gifts, if the gifts aren't in operation in a church, um, then the people are limited in how they can bear fruit because it's operating in the gifts that bear the fruit of the Spirit. Well, and and so, I mean, what you're saying on that, let me just stop on that point again. You said it's yeah. the Antichrist Spirit, and, and that's a really good point to be made because you're there. Everyone that's heard Nathan French knows he leads everybody to the Lord, both yeah. in his teaching and his testimonies. And so if there's someone saying that, you know, this is not God, this is wickedness, this is perverse, this is everything. It only The only thing that it could be is an anti-Christ spirit because you're leading people to the Lord. So, yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, uh, and people are coming uh, to the tent, and they, some of these people won't go to church because they've been hurt by religion, yeah. uh, the judginess, the spiritual pride, the manipulation and control, uh, calling those things that are evil good and good evil. It's a twisting, and it's doctrines of demons yeah. while they speak against people who are actually flowing in a in a powerful relationship, yeah. connection with the friend that sticks close to their brother. So when you're a man of God and a child of God, the Bible says, don't touch my anointed. There's something yeah. God's very protective of me. I've seen it in the past where religious yeah. leaders come against. Um, and the Lord told me that that particular person that was coming hard against me to control his people and to keep them in because he fears losing their control, the control over them. And he fears losing money. And so for us to not take offerings, that was the first time God said, don't take an offering. Because when people give, they get blessed. Yeah, because so I know me, you, 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 you do yeah, because you do believe in offering. So, so for you to hear that, um, I mean, that's he's kind never of told me that. Yeah, you're you're trying. That means that yeah, you're trying to obey even to your own hurt, if you could put it that oh, way. Oh yeah, you well, know? I mean, it's yeah. costing us money to do everything, but I just yeah. I thought, you know what? God said no offering until further notice. I'm not taking one. So we did three meetings, no offerings. And the very first day when we put up the tent, six p.m. before six p.m. started. Before we even did our first meeting down there, I, I agreed with God, no offerings. And a man shows up and hands me a check for $63,000. Are you kidding me? It's like Are the biggest kidding? check anyone ever gave me, like for this type of an event yeah. in the past. And I was just blown away. Of course, I'm excited. I mean, we have a yeah. lot of expenses, wow. but you know. It was like right then I'm just like, oh, praise God, it's on, right? Well, the religious Pharisee, I knew he was going to come against me anyway. He was trying to pretend to be for me. And the Lord said, don't think he's for you. He's been actively speaking against you. So don't, and, you know, don't um, 
don't befriend him. He wanted to get together and meet with coffee, talk about, you know, the Bible and all this stuff. And the Lord says, you don't have time to be meeting with Pharisees. You need to focus on what I'm asking you to do. So I told the guy, I said, I'd love to get together, but I'm, I'm just busy following God. And I want to just focus on what God's saying. And so people were flocking in and being healed of every kind of thing you can imagine. And I, I was so excited. One pastor came in it was, and he had two failed kidneys and he was like asking for prayer. And my dad and I prayed for him. I said, wow. dad, you need to be a part of this miracle. Now, my dad's not known for moving in the miraculous. He's a very smart person. Uh, he's also uh, he's a, a very tender hearted. He's just a, yeah. a real true and true pastor. But I said, dad, you need to pray for this man because God wants to bring the healing uh, through you. So I call my dad over to lay hands on the man and I agree in faith and we're praying for him. And the fire of God comes just like it's going to happen with Trump. He's been getting doses of the flame. Pretty soon he'll be so fiery and even wow. more bold. Oh and, and watch when he comes back, how he starts putting things back in order because yeah. God's going to use him to bring the order. And so it's amazing. So that my dad and I lay hands on this pastor and he gets two new kidneys. All of his pain goes away. Uh, we I went out to lunch, Steve. Um, and we were, I was having lunch. I just followed the spirit to where to go to lunch. And I'm sitting there with my friend, Jeff, my assistant, and, and we're just hanging out. And this other group comes in and sits down and the Lord says, pay for their lunch. And I'm like, okay, so I, I paid for the table. I'm sitting there with Jeff and I'm talking about how God healed this man. And he's over there in tears talking about how he, the, all the pain's gone. His kidneys are new. Life oh came goodness. back into his face. The next day he's walking around with energy and he didn't have that before. And we were just so excited about this, you know? And um, so anyway, um, the Lord reminded me one day, I went to um, a pastor to talk to him and the Lord says, go, go over to pastor so-and-so and I want you to talk to him. And so I went over to talk to him and he looked at me like with disdain. It was that religious spirit, that antichrist spirit that, I mean, he'd bring the word, but it was the wrong spirit. And that's what turns the people who are lost. It turns them off. And, and the, the Lord wants us to come in the right spirit, love yeah. and grace yeah. and mercy. The goodness leads us to repentance. So anyway, um, the Lord says he gave me a parable for the pastor. He said, ask him, you know, hey, pastor, if, if, if I took you, if you took me out to lunch and you just wanted to do something nice for me, you wanted to bless me with a, a meal. And, and then after we got back in the car, um, I said, you know what? Hold on. I'm going to run back in the restaurant. And he says, why, where are you going? I just want to run back in the restaurant. I'm going to pay the bill a second time. Even though you've already paid for this to honor me, I want to go pay for it again. And, and I said, how would you feel if you just treated me to lunch and I acted as though you didn't treat me at all? And, and I went back in and I paid the bill a second time. How would that make you feel? He goes, well, that would be insulting. Yeah. And I said, why? And he said, because if you treated me to lunch and you paid for that lunch and you you tipped the waitress and then and then I acted as though you did nothing for me, then that would be that would be a really sad thing. And I go, yeah, I go. And God says he is sad that you're teaching people that they have to earn it with their performance and they have to do and jump through all the hoops and the doo doo to become. And Jesus says, it's not doo doo. It's done, done. Jesus did it. He paid the price past, present and future sin. He became our sin so we could receive a gift of righteousness that we could never boast that we did anything to oh, earn man. it. And we yeah. weren't even born when he died for us. And I said, and he wants you to stop teaching people 
people to do, do, do. And maybe if they do enough, they can become. That is not the gospel. The gospel is he did it. He paid it all on the cross. He so became good. our sin who knew no sin. He, he, he gave us a gift of righteousness. And, and he says, be pure, be, be holy. And I said, he is asking you to receive the gift that he made available to all who believe. And, and that's your choice if you're going to do that. But receive his grace because it's the goodness that will lead us to repent, change mind, change direction, and truly live for God. Not just try to look like you're living for God and then hold people under the bondage of religiosity, which is rooted in spiritual pride and witchcraft. How did he, how did he respond to that? Oh, he hated it. Not, not <laughs> long after uh, his church, uh, you know, it, it just didn't work out for him. Okay, so it's like God, God brought warnings. And the Lord told me with the religious leaders that come against the authentic move of God, he will simply m- remove their lampstand. Yeah, I mean, so that's the returning that in, in, of the fear of the Lord. Of Revelation, if you don't do this, if you, if you don't repent from dead works, I'll come and remove your lampstand. That's a word that just means the church just goes, whoosh, it's gone. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's so, it. That Nathan, uh, go ahead. You, you want to pray for the people for a minute or two here. Yeah, that's good. Really, really good. Okay, so Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, I thank you for uh, for all the people that are watching the broadcast, even that's on right. a replay, that your healing is now, that your miracles are now, that miracles, signs, and wonders will follow those who believe. And so when people don't move in the miraculous, they usually will speak against those who do because yeah. they have to justify how they embrace the spirit called unbelief that comes Ooh. out by prayer and by fasting. So we bind and rebuke the spirit called unbelief that tries to prevent people from having true biblical faith. And we say, let the faith be inserted as the faith cometh by hearing you, Jesus, who is the word of God, who who dwells among us. And so, Lord, we receive all that you have. Uh, Pray this prayer and you'll be healed. Just say, I receive you, Jesus. I receive you as my Lord. I receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, just say that. I receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Fill me up, God, to overflowing with your spirit and baptize me in your passion and your fire and your Holy Spirit. Yeah, I just released the baptism of fire over you. I released the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Some of you are going to break out in tongues. I see a lady, you're sitting there in your living room and you're starting to bubble up like a brook. That's the gift of tongues. Receive it. It's from God. And the Lord wants you to know if those of you who don't speak in tongues, but have desired those gifts that earnestly seek after a covet or desire the greater gifts, those are the ones that edify like prophecy. But tongues is so powerful because you're not having to process it with your thinking, but it bypasses and it bubbles out of your spirit. And you don't know maybe what you're praying, but when you run out of things to pray, Your prayer language, the gift of tongues, is really a powerful gift. So we release it by faith in Jesus' name. And we pray for activations, demonstrations, uh, even revelations that would bring transformation for the nation. Without demonstration, there is no transformation. We do not need more churches that are informing people. We need the demonstration of power. As the word says, these signs will follow those who believe they'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. They'll cast out demons and even raise yeah. the dead. Yeah. And so we just receive the great commission, not the great suggestion. And Lord, help us to do this according to your will and purpose. And we release your healing 
power right now. I release angels to go. Angels go in Jesus' name. I begin to touch the people. And I see um, even the fanning of the flames. Everybody gets a flame when you receive Christ and you're born again and you say, Lord, I want all of you, so I give you all of me. It's the full surrender that brings the full surrounding, and that's where the anointing begins to break the yoke, uh, which is the bondage to sin. The form of godliness that denies the power is a sin against God. And you can even say, I repent, I confess any sin, known or unknown, through the blood of Jesus. And I ask you to wash me and cleanse me now from all unrighteousness in Jesus' name. And the healing power of God is coming upon people all over. Steve, I see that the touch of the Lord, just boom, boom, boom. Neck wow. pain's leaving, back pain's leaving, migraine's yes, leaving, digestive system uh, issues are being healed by Jesus. I see a heart being healed. You can even say, I command this heart to be healed in Jesus' name. And and those of you who haven't been baptized, maybe you've been sprinkled or chris, christened, baptism comes to the word baptismo. It means to be fully submerged, and it represents death, burial, and resurrection into yes, new life Lord. in Christ. No longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me, the life I live. I live unto Christ. To die is to gain. He's saying, if you'll lose your life for me, I'll give you your life, and you will find it in giving your life away. If you surrender fully, you get fully surrounded, and you get the full anointing. Partial surrender brings a partial anointing, and you need the anointing to break the yoke, which is the bondage to sin. And so we pray the chains would come off every person's destiny right now in Jesus' name. I'm hearing the sound, Steve, in the spirit of, of chains breaking. Even yeah. as we've confessed, he's cleansing and breaking chains to addiction, affliction, even people who have been in self-pity and hopelessness, despair, uh, even suicide. And I bind the spirit of suicide and I rebuke the spirit of divorce to loose the marriages. And I declare healing has come upon you and healing has come upon your land. And, and I bless your relational connectivity with those who God has strategically aligned you to run with for such a time as this, for the awakening is now, and it will begin to sweep our land for the glory of the King. Now, really, really good. Now, Nathan, uh, I didn't tell you I was going to do this because I didn't know until a minute ago. If people have heard this, they go, well, I know he's not taking an offering for that tent revival, but I want to sow into it. So if they want to do that because of what they just heard, what website would they go to to donate into that? What, where would they yeah, go? Yeah, okay. Yeah, you can do awakentheplanet.com. Uh, Okay, and you can also register. Yeah, wakeintheplanet.com if you want to sow a seed into the event. Uh, we sure appreciate it. I mean, we're restoring the building. It's 19,000 square feet. It's a project. Uh, we're having to do a new roof on the building. Um, we're also having to do an asbestos abatement. Uh, oh, and wow. we're, we're restoring and removing some mold from the facility. Uh, and we're putting in a youth center uh, right next door in the four bay bus garage. We have to restore the uh, roof to do that. And we're going to finish that outbuilding. Um, but the tent is in the field right now. I'm getting ready to leave here and go down and preach for the evening service at six tonight. And then also tomorrow night at 6 p.m. And then I'm off speaking in a conference with Chuck Pierce. And then I'm speaking at Pentecost Sunday at the Rock Revival Center. Awesome. But we're experiencing a move of God, Steve. It's all about Jesus. It's not about me. It's not about any of the speakers that are coming. Uh, Jake Hamilton's on worship and some other people are, are part of the worship. Then, but, you know, it's that. like it's not about the speakers. It's not about the the, the well-known uh, worship leaders. It's about Jesus being lifted up, nameless, faceless generation coming together for such a time as this to see a massive outpouring of the Spirit that's going to break wide open. 
the, the power of God is breaking wide open the religious structures that have been built on the sand of the flesh and religiosity. And God's going to empty out the institutional churches and fill those churches that will allow for him to have preeminence oh, and for the spirit yeah. to freely move. And you will see how God will actually, the increase that was positioned for those who are institutionally minded, uh, the increase will begin to switch and the transference of the well uh, from the wicked in, is laid up for the righteous. And okay. the Lord is, is dealing with the church. I don't like to say judgment because I think of condemnation, but there's a kind of judgment where God evaluates. Are you fulfilling the great commission? Are you making disciples who make disciples? Are you teaching people to go into all the world? Or are you just teaching them, come to our church, come to our church so we can grow our numbers? It's not about how many people are butts in seats. It's about how many people are equipped, trained up, who, who hear God and obey the voice of God and go into their kingdom assignment to live for Jesus. And that is our heart. And we want to see people not be stuck in a building, but actually to become the living bride that he's returning for. So good. And well, let me ask you one more thing. Okay, so someone says, I don't want to get in line and do a donation. I want to send a check. Where do they send a check? You Where can send a check to our P.O. Box is P.O. Box 1832, P.O. Box 1832, uh, Gig Harbor, Washington. And I think it's like 98335. And that's okay. our P.O. Box. Also, you and, can. And, uh, uh, who do they write that to? Who do they? Who do oh, they just write? Awaken the Planet. You okay. can make it to Awaken the Planet. Okay. Um, and we have partners, Steve, from the show. Um, I don't know if you know. Yeah. Many yeah, people ahead, know that ahead, we're doing that. Yes. Go ahead. Okay, so if you guys want to partner with the ministry, um, I'll send you all three. This is a book series on hearing God's voice. Uh, the first book is called It's Not Meant to Be a Secret. If you want to partner with the ministry today, I'll send you this for free, um, as well as the second book is Rushing the Floodgates of Heaven, just how to live in the outpouring of God. These are both very powerful. Um, they'll teach you how to get the ear blockers out of the way and the activators in. This is the third book I just released powerful book. They're both very thick, like 365 pages. And so there's over a thousand pages of powerful stories and content. This is God's heart to unify and to cause us to be one. And that's why uh, you get this for free as well uh, when you sign up to partner. And that's why we chose the, the date God gave us was not the 4th of July, but July 1st uh, for the uh, Wake in the Planet, which is in the Greater Tacoma Convention Center coming up on July 1st. But if you want to go to get the information, for that, it's NathanFrenchMinistries.com, and you can just sign up and partner. You help this stuff make uh, make it possible. You partner with us, and then basically you're you're sowing into allowing for this thing to happen, uh, and for all that God's doing. The, the salvations are incredible. The healings. I mean, teams going into the bars and pulling people out of darkness. I mean, I'm excited. I've never seen this before. Yeah. Thousands so and thousands I mean, of people. They again. told me. Yeah, you can tell it's it's alive. It's it's amazing. So, all right. They told me, Steve. They said ten years ago, God told us. These are leaders from that area in Ocean City. They said ten years ago, God told us that when a tent goes up in a field, that the awakening has begun. Is that the revival right? Is here. So I'm sitting here in a private meeting with leaders from around the city. These are whole, holy people, people that just come together to pray every week and have been doing this for a long time. And they're like Nathan. When we heard about your tent going up in the field, this is a fulfillment to a 10-year prophecy that God said when a tent goes up in the field, that the revival has Jeez. begun. 
that the awakening is here. And so I had no idea. God just said, put the tent up this weekend. It's coming up next week on this day. And as soon as we did it, we got blessed. We started seeing people get saved right away, healed right away, delivered. We're going to get out of here, but real real quick, is that tent going to stay up for a while for other meetings coming forward? Is that what you're saying? It's going to stay up? Yeah, I'm not planning to take it down. I think we're going to do these kinds of uh, events, um, but I'm not sure, Steve. All I know is we're doing it tonight. At 6, uh, 6 p.m., right off the Highway 109, there's a big sign. It's at this Ocean City School just past the wood carver. Um, I put on my Nathan French Ministries Facebook, I put the uh, I put the address up if people want to come. Um, and you can bring your own cooler, you can bring your own chair, and you can put up your own tent right in the field with all the other tents. It's not past, past tense, it, it's the present tense and future tense. God's, God's going to keep building it. And so... It's Sounds just exciting. Good. Sounds good. Nathan, thank oh, you so much. Very anointed time. Nathan, thank you very, very much. God bless you. Love you, Steve. We'll get thank you, man. We have a great day. Thank you for, for everything, and we will see you all tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bless you, guys. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.